Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. For this week's episode, I'm going to be talking primarily about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. However, I'm going to be focusing more on what exactly happened with this movie. It may be some new information, it may not be. I'm also going to be talking about things I like about the movie, maybe things that I dislike about the movie, as well as why don't people like this movie, specifically the fans of Indiana Jones in general. Everybody looks highly on the first three films, or at least they looked highly on Raiders of the Lost Ark as well as Last Crusade. Temple of Doom was always one that was kind of divided amongst fans. So first things first, Indiana Jones will forever be my favorite series of film. I do like Star Wars a lot. That probably takes a second. Maybe Ghostbusters or the Batman films, DC. Maybe they take like a third and fourth place there. Indiana Jones is a film series that I have extremely fond memories of. We have to look back all the way to 1991 when I got all three films from McDonald's for $5.99. Well, they were $5.99 a piece. It was a thing of when you're a kid, you want things like that as far as promotional stuff. And thankfully, my mom bought them for me. Up until that moment, it's a film series that I did see a few times over the years. So I probably saw it when I was first, maybe like four or five. So when these movies came out at McDonald's, I was about seven years old. I was a little over seven. I got the tape, Raiders of the Lost Ark, popped it in, was eating my McDonald's Happy Meal. And, you know, it was one of those things that clicked in just the right way. Having seen the films before, I didn't really appreciate it. This was the first time in my life that I could realize and understand that I was loving a film. So every time I actually see this movie now, it brings me back to that moment when I can recall actually loving this movie, this film series. It's even more impressive to me because I felt that way about the series from a young age. It was just awesome to see. So we were lucky enough to have three films in this series. Somewhere along the line, Harrison Ford contacted Steven Spielberg and said, hey, why don't we make another one of these? People seem to really love them. Harrison Ford was actually right. People do love the Indiana Jones series. They love the character of Indiana Jones. They love seeing him in that role. The problem with it is, is that those three were kind of untouchable. And if you're looking back at history on people's perception of the films themselves, no one really liked Temple of Doom all that much. Every once in a while you would hear somebody say, oh yeah, that's my favorite. But a lot of people don't care for it. It's not a bad movie by any means. The last little minecart scene is awesome. Not only that, it's some of the darkest material in the Indiana Jones series. Thanks to Gremlins and Temple of Doom, well, that led to the PG-13 rating. People were upset when Temple of Doom came out. I think that's what led to Last Crusade being a little bit of a softer film as far as violent content. If you look at the series in general, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom are a lot more violent films than Last Crusade. 
It's strange because I generally like that stuff in movies. I think it fits the series. But I think that Last Crusade is probably one of the most enjoyable in the series, even if the other two are great, where Raiders is my personal favorite, but Last Crusade takes a very close second there. The humor is fantastic. They actually tried to introduce and expand on the father-son relationship all in the same movie, and it honestly works. Which is all the more disappointing that with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it's established that Indiana Jones has a son, Mutt Williams, played by Shia LaBeouf. Granted, Indiana Jones didn't really have as much screen time to establish any kind of relationship with his son on screen, but it just doesn't work for the movie. And I think that's one reason why a lot of people don't care for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Everything is seemingly mishandled. There's a lot of problems throughout the movie, especially with the over-the-top nature of the film. The other Indiana Jones films had some over-the-top things, but not quite as much as Crystal Skull. I don't know how to describe it, but it's very Looney Tunes and way overdone. But personally, I kind of enjoy it at the same time. So if you look at some of the goofy stuff that happened in the other films, even a super serious film like Raiders, it doesn't really feel too far out there. Of course, the over-the-top moments that everybody seems to hate that I don't really mind because they made me laugh, even though I recognize that it shouldn't have been done. It's the part where Indiana Jones survives the nuclear blast while hanging out in a lead-lined refrigerator. Not only that, they seem to survive a drive off the cliff, which a tree breaks their fall and gently lowers them into the river where they proceed to go down three waterfalls because it drops three times. Or as it's said in the movie, three times it drops. Those two moments alone are almost movie breakers for a lot of people. Now looking back at the movie 13 years later, I can almost appreciate what they were doing here. I feel like Spielberg and company, they were all just trying to make a fun B-movie type of film. They weren't expecting anybody to criticize it to think, oh, well, that's unrealistic because we had those unrealistic moments in the past films. The big huge difference, I think, is that there's many years in between Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and Last Crusade. If they were to have made Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or something as ridiculous as it, closer to Last Crusade, audiences may have been more accepting of this kind of movie. But if it was made closer to Last Crusade, I don't think it would have been the same type of movie. Spielberg seemed to always want to push the James Bond type of idea throughout the film series. It's very apparent when you watch Raiders, Temple of Doom, as well as Last Crusade. I think Last Crusade really does feel like a James Bond film, even more so than the others. But that type of idea, that James Bond way of making a film, is completely lost on Crystal Skull. Indiana Jones never once feels like he's in danger. He always feels like a superhero in this movie. That's not terrible, but it's a different characterization from the Indiana Jones character that we knew. Harrison Ford in this movie is great. I don't have any complaints of his performance. His comedic timing is generally on point. It just feels a little different overall, but there are moments that give us those reminders that this is still the Indiana Jones that we knew and loved from the other films. 
This is just a older one. They make numerous references to him being old, which I'm okay with. But Indiana Jones here is supposed to be, I believe, around 58 or so. He looks great for his age because when this movie was shot and made, he was like 64 or 65. He honestly is in great shape. You never once question if he can't do anything in this movie. It's surprising that there's so many years between films, yet he puts on a great show here. There's some other missteps along the way. Mostly with the Mutt character, with the little chase scene towards the end of the movie. I don't like that Mutt all of a sudden becomes Tarzan in the film. If you've seen it, which if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you have seen it, Mutt proceeds to swing through the trees with the monkeys, the spider monkeys there, or whatever kind that they are. They wind up almost having the same haircut, too, as Mutt. It's just a little strange. There's also the scene where he's between the two cars and repeatedly gets hit in the balls. I guess that's supposed to be funny. Both of those scenes are not exactly funny. It just comes off as some bad scenes, badly conceived scenes. It's even more surprising that this came from Steven Spielberg. I don't know where he thought that this was a good idea. But overall, there's a couple little great character moments, and that involves Indiana Jones and Marion. We last saw the character of Marion Ravenwood in Raiders of the Lost Ark. We don't really know what happened to their relationship outside of Indiana Jones left. Through the dialogue, we're given a little backstory, and it appears that Indiana Jones is more or less a, I guess, love him and leave him type of character. If we take in consideration the James Bond origins of Indiana Jones, where it came from Spielberg wanting to direct a James Bond film, that whole type of characterization works. I really did enjoy the banter between Indy and Marion. I thought it was very well done. I thought it was fun as well. In a way, it's kind of cute with how they haven't seen each other in about 20 years or so. And well, they're happy to see each other, but then again, they're also quite upset. Mostly Marion upset at Indy for him leaving, especially when she was pregnant. Indy had no clue, so he's not quite a deadbeat father. As soon as he finds out Mutt's his son, he wants to kick into father mode, which is pretty humorous as well. I even like the ending of the movie, where Indy and Marion get married. I think it's a great way to end it. I'm glad that they went and more or less recalled the idea that it was going to be a Mutt Williams series from then on out. I really didn't want to see the new adventures of Henry Jones Jr. or Henry Jones III. I guess he would be Mutt Jones at that point. I don't know. That's just a bad idea in general. Maybe another reason why people don't really care for this one is that the Russians are not nearly as interesting as the Nazis. I do like the approach here with the Red Scare type of idea. I think it was a pretty good way to push the story forward, plus it fits the time. I don't know if they would really want to do Nazis again anyway. They did Nazis in two other films. Indiana Jones constantly going up the Nazis would get a little repetitive, don't you think? I think Kate Blanchett's character of Spalco as the main villain here, the one who was Stalin's psychic advisor or, or whatever you want to call it, she's trying to read people's minds and stuff. Eh, it's fine. It didn't bother me one bit. 
While they're not really as interesting as the Nazis, I think, the Russians were a fine choice. So really, no complaints there on any of it. Thinking back on it, I think it was good. It was appropriate. So, hey, Spielberg and company, good choice. Every Indiana Jones film has what's known as a MacGuffin. MacGuffin is a false plot device. Doesn't really have much bearing on the overall outcome of the story. This time, we get those crystal skulls. The crystal skulls are taken from aliens. You find out that the alien that was stolen from Area 51 at the very beginning of the movie, which Area 51 just so happens to be the same warehouse that the Ark of the Covenant is being held. We get a little glimpse of that at the start of the movie. I know that that's pure fan service. Some people have an issue with it, like, did you really need to see it? You know what? Me, I needed to see it because it made me smile. Made me smile back in 2008 when I saw it. Made me smile today when I saw it. Anyway, those crystal skulls are tied into a whole story with Mayans. So we have that plot device of the crystal skull tied in with a loose interpretation of the story of El Dorado, the city of gold. On paper, it's not really a bad idea. The big problem is that we as an audience don't really care about any of that as it's going on. There's not a very cohesive story here. It's never confusing or anything like that, but the story itself doesn't really feel like it matters. It almost feels like it takes a backseat to everything else that's happening. Yes, we're getting a lot of plot, we're getting a lot of story, we're getting a lot of characterization, but it just doesn't seem to meld well together. I don't know, it's just tough to describe. You never feel like you have a 100% grasp on everything that's happening in the movie. That is in sharp contrast to the other three Indiana Jones films where you really felt like you had a good idea of the story that's being told. One thing that keeps in tradition with the other films is that the bad guys always get what they have coming to them. Whether it is a face melt in Raiders, eaten alive by crocodiles or alligators, excuse me, in Temple of Doom, or flash aging because you picked the wrong cup and chose poorly. This movie is no exception. We see Kate Blanchett get flash fried. She goes off into another dimension because the knowledge that the Crystal Skulls have given her, the gift that they wanted to give, is too much for her mind to handle. Or she vaporized into a new plane of existence. Who knows? I have no clue. Neither does most of the audience. But either way, I like the ending. I thought it was kind of cool. I like the way the skeletons combined into one alien. We actually get a full-on alien shot, which really pissed people off, but you know, I kind of liked it. I also like the fact that we see the UFO take off. It's kind of neat. That's another thing about the movie. The sets themselves, the sets look fantastic. They don't necessarily look like anything that we've seen before in an Indiana Jones film, but they really do look great. I think if the movie wasn't as bright as what it was, if it looked more in line with the original movies, I honestly think that audiences would have warmed up to the idea a little bit better if this movie had more of that indie look to it. Instead, it really has a clean, bright look, which is weird. The 4K release, strangely enough, takes away a lot of the haze, but it doesn't make the movie necessarily look better. There's not one scene in the movie that you won't question that they're on a set or that this is a setup shot. Maybe that's the problem 
Maybe Spielberg is a different director than what he was before. He tried to go back home and home wasn't necessarily the same home. He tried to revisit that home, but it just isn't the same. That's where we as the audience feel the same way about it. I don't think this is a bad movie by any stretch. It's not. It's actually a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good effort. There's a lot of great moments and great scenes. It just doesn't add up to a 100% complete product. It's not the movie that we wanted. It's sadly a different beast. But for everyone to hate this movie as much as what they do, it amazes me. By comparison, this movie has even made Temple of Doom a better movie because people now are saying, oh yeah, well I like Temple of Doom, but that Crystal Skull movie, no sir, that's a terrible movie. It's kind of funny how that works. I think largely there is a mob type of mentality when it comes to being a fanboy or fan of a series. It really does create a mob. It's almost the way everybody hates the new Star Wars films, the sequels, the non-George Lucas involved movies. All of a sudden everybody likes the prequels now. There's still some that say the original trilogy is the best and this and that, which it is. The original trilogy of Star Wars films is the best, there's no question on that. But the prequels weren't nearly as bad as what people made them out to be. But now that the sequels are out, it makes the prequels look better by comparison. The same thing happened to Temple of Doom. I expect no less with Crystal Skull. I think people are going to see Indiana Jones 5, which is currently shooting, I think they're going to see that movie and hate that one and say all of a sudden, well, Crystal Skull was much better than what this is. It's a never-ending battle when it comes to that. Is Crystal Skull a bad movie? No, it's actually a good movie or a very good adventure type of film. It just pales in comparison to the original movies. I think that's the big issue and the big problem here. It's not exactly a problem, but when you compare it to the others, it's definitely the weakest. But there's a lot of good moments, there's redeeming things about the movie that make it almost essential to the series. I say almost essential because it's not really. But it is nice to catch up on characters that we loved in a past film. As a matter of fact, this movie even has one of my favorite lines when they're reflecting on the death of Marcus as well as Indy's father, where they say, hey, we've reached the point of life where it stops giving us gifts and taking away. I think that's an interesting way to look at it. It's a very poetic line. It fits in the movie, of course, if you're thinking too hard on it. Theoretically, Indiana Jones as well as his dad should have had eternal life, but maybe that went away when they left the temple in Last Crusade. I don't really think it's a plot hole. I think that's pretty much what happened. Again, it would fit with Indy's not really believing in the mystical and the fantastic, despite seeing all that himself. The last little bit that did not help this movie is the fact that Shia LaBeouf came out about two years later, maybe even closer to the release of the film, saying that it wasn't a good movie and He's blaming himself, but at the same time, he's almost trying to make himself look better by trashing the movie. It led to Harrison Ford calling him an effing idiot. Supposedly, Steven Spielberg even went and called him up and said, there's a time where you have to sell it, and there's also a time where you have to be a person. Well, Shia LaBeouf picked the wrong time to be a person here, and 
again, it's not really that bad of a movie, but yet he was trying to make himself look better by trashing it. Of course, that helped fuel the flames for everybody to hate it. I know that there are those bad scenes in the movie, but it's not bad. I'm going to continue defending this movie probably till the day I die, or Indiana Jones 5 makes this one look better by comparison. Either way, I think it's important to go and review films, maybe with an open mind. I think revisiting the movie with an open mind will generally help perception on it. I myself am disappointed that we haven't gotten more Indiana Jones films. It's a shame that they didn't make one when Harrison Ford and everybody was younger. But we got what we got. I'm happy with what we got. And I myself am looking forward to seeing what they have in store with Indiana Jones 5. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore Analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can also send me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. You can catch up on past episodes at adamanalyzes.com. And if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making new episodes as well as reach new listeners. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.